And um, we got to hear last week from Sierra and Zach about their amazing trip to Uganda with uh, ministering to the youth there. Um, just some, it just sounds like culture is being changed in Uganda from being a place where, you know, it's very legalistic and they were being very much shamed to try and behave to learning about God's love. And would you all like to share? Todd and Karina didn't get a chance to share yet. So we, we want to hear stories, you guys. Is there, um, is there a clicker for the um, slides up there? No, it's okay. No slides. It's okay. I'll pretend. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Um, okay. Now what do I do? You know how shy I am. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, I, I believe um, I believe that last week Zach and Sierra shared a couple things. Very and in a very honoring way too, from what I hear about um, maybe some of the things that <clears throat> some of the kids out in Uganda um, have been taught, uh, how a lot of people have been taught in, in pretty religious ways. <clears throat> um, just because, not because somebody's trying to be mean and religious, but just because that's all they know. A lot of the people out there, um, from a lot of what they've learned from actually, you know, white missionaries <laughs> from here, you know. Which is like God's really mad at you if you this and that and and um, you got to do this and that uh, and that's pretty much it. But um, it's, uh, let me see. Let me give you a brief background. Um, so we went to Rakai, which is where um, the AIDS, uh, the AIDS, I was gonna say the AIDS movement, the AIDS <laughs> epidemic. Thank you. Not a movement. Oh gosh. Where the AIDS epidemic um, first began and, and spread throughout the world. So there was a period of time in the 80s where Rakai was, um, was looked upon as um, a as, as really negative place on earth. And the people there knew it, and um, they said it would really press them down. Um, also, though, because of what was going on, people from all over the world were sending resources um, and building and creating little schools for people there too. So in a way there was a blessing happening too, but then, um, when it was time to move on, they really moved on and everything just left and they were just stuck. So, um, it left kind of a bad taste in the mouth of that community. Um, with, with the um, ambition to make sure that AIDS doesn't spread anymore. Um, there was, there was a teaching that rose up about purity. Purity is a great teaching. Please teach our teenagers and yourselves purity. Um, but it was taught, like we've said, in a way that's, that's kind of condemning and kind of um, like mostly don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, which doesn't really work, you know, especially if you don't know why, you know. Um, and uh, and with, some, with some wrong teaching in there about Jesus. So that, that's been going on for 19 years in this camp. And um, well-meaning, but that's what's been happening. So three years ago, 
Um, I was invited to come and speak at the camp. We have an open door because of Pastor Brent. He's gotten favor with, with some folks out there, and they were loving his message, loving his book, which is in their language now, and spreading all over that country. Um, uh, and, <clears throat> and so I was invited to come with, with Joe Smiley and, um, and speak at this camp. It was really good and really hard. It was hard to sit through. Day after day, I'm, we're being really mild telling you about this. It was it was really loud preaching, and really long, loud and long, long and loud. Like the kids would get there at eight or nine in the morning, and this would go on till seven at night with a little lunch break, and just like ah. And all the speakers, all these years, will will come and do their thing, and then they they get in the car and go, and then the next speaker comes. Um, but we were the first speakers ever to just hang out with the kids. You know, just be there and be with the teenagers. Um, partially because we were stuck there anyway. We didn't have a way to get anywhere. So, so um, <laughs> it was conducive to hangout time. But that's really what we wanted to do. Um, and we started to bring a message uh, two years, or three years ago. We, we did um, it, uh, a message about purity as well, but from another standpoint, from another way of, of preaching it. Uh, which was pretty effective. Last year, got to do a little bit more. Um, Zach came with, with me last year. Sarah Jean Thompson um, came with with us. And um, we got a little bit more uh, in. But this year, they gave us a lot of room. And the camp was completely different this year. Different than I've ever seen it. I've only been there, t- you know, two other times. But different than other leaders said they've ever seen it. Um, and different, and I really want to honor culture. I'm not one of these white dudes who goes to another country and is like, you have to sing the way we do and all this stuff. I don't believe in that at all, actually, you know. Um, but, but we do have a few good goodies to bring, you know. So I, I, we come in low and really try to do this with honor, with permission. You know, we don't come in like, hey, we've got a better way to do this at all. That wouldn't be good. But God's really opened the door and given us favor. So we got to speak a lot. Um, all four of us did. We spoke at main sessions. Um, we did workshops. Um, it was an incredible time. Um, see the pictures? Yeah. Oh, man. It, yeah. That was one of the night services. I think that's the moon right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll share with you quick that um, not, since I brought my wife and my daughter, um, Karina was like, I want to do a couple other things besides the camp as well. For instance, you know that Karina works with, with girls that are rescued out of um, sex trafficking. And um, she works in a safe house that's very safe. Like, I don't know the address to it here, you know. And, um, and she, she wanted to work in, she wanted to go meet people that do that there. And so we, we did. We got to do that. We, were, we went to an orphanage one day. It was an incredible experience. Um, uh, to a local church. So all these things besides the camp. But, um, but God really blessed us in this camp, blessed this time. And it went really deep this time. I'll let them tell about their portion of why it went deep. But I just want to say that this year we got to be, we got to open up the doors for vulnerability there. We got to be vulnerable ourselves and tell our own story, which they're not used to hearing leaders 
do that, um, which really opened up, especially a testimony he told, um, which really opened up these Ugandan kids to come forward and start telling us their stories, which they've never done before. Um, which, of course, brings inner healing, you know, because we got to pray. One of the things I wanted to do there was, um, you know, I, I do a worship workshop there, a singing thing, and I, I taught them how to worship with the word, kind of like we did tonight, you know, um, sing around the Bible. And um, and uh, <clears throat> we... We, we had done, I had an amazing huge amount of kids that came to my first workshop and then the second one, and they slated us to do a third week of the same workshops, but I was like, well, I think all the kids have been to our workshops, you know? So we asked permission to, from one of our, our friends there who's a pastor, can we, can we do a different type of thing with everybody where we do personal ministry? And they said, yeah, why not? So we had a general meeting with all the kids in the camp where we had a worship team up there. It was, you could feel Holy Spirit before we spoke a word, but we got out there and, and just asked God for words of knowledge. We asked about who here is struggling with self-hatred and how long, for a long time. And um, it's, not, it's, it's not a call that they've heard there ever, um, anyone speak of, but so many kids came forward. A couple kids came forward at first, and then a bunch came forward. And we got to touch each one of them and pray for them. Their leaders joined in and started praying for them, too. And it was powerful, really powerful. Zach was getting words of knowledge about physical healing, so we did that, too. But there's a lot of kids at this camp, hundreds of them. And um, I just wanted to touch each one of them. So we did another thing they've never heard of before called what we call a fire tunnel, you know? (laughs) <laughs> which I explained so they wouldn't think that we were going to like torch them with something. <laughs> but it was fun to, you know, explain to their leaders, this is what we're going to do. You, like, you're going to be in on this. <laughs> and, um, but man, that whole camp lined up. See the pictures? They all <laughs> wait. Look how many of them. See how many of them? Um, It took a long time, but it was so awesome and so worth it. And it was pretty warm, and we were sweating all over the place. Everybody stinks. It was fun. And, um, but, man, we got to touch everybody, and um, it was just a powerful time. And I know I'm missing some things, um, but you guys want to say a few things? Uh, thank you so much for praying for us and supporting us and... Thank you to Wanda. She led up our intercession, and she was so faithful. So we know a lot of you gave extravagantly. We were able to give extravagantly, and to people that really are going to make a difference there. So thank you, thank you. Um, I was really grateful that we, we did get to go to um, a, a drop-in center for girls that have been trafficked and their kids where they can come and learn skills and that was really neat to just see see what they're doing. And then they also have a safe home. So we got to talk to the staff there for a while. And um, Pastor Fred, who most of you know, who we were connected with, he, he said, I have to admit, I've actually never heard of, uh, I don't really know anything about human trafficking. I don't really know how, what happens uh, in our culture with that, with kids. And so the staff were able to really give him a lot of information and awareness about what's going on in the communities and Kampala and some other communities. So um, he was, 
he was blown away. And he, if you don't know, he really has a lot of influence with pastors. He has a huge pastors conference. So he, um, he turned to me and he said, you know what? This is more for me than for you. And I said, I know, because I'm leaving. And my heart for missions is always to pour into the leaders and really see that we're serving them because they're the ones that are left there doing the work. So he's going to have one of the, the director come and speak at his huge pastor's conference. And so that is going to, yeah. It's, it, I just want to encourage you guys, you never know when, when God's having you do something and he's calling you to, to um, serve in a certain way that it's really so much bigger than our little dreams and passions. So I wanted to encourage you with that. And that was, that was really neat. But um, Sierra will probably share about the baby's home. They call the orphanage baby's home, which because they really are babies. And they, we have really good pictures of little <laughs> cute babies. Um, but so the first day we did go to the teen camp, um, I, we didn't have a schedule. And I thought Todd was going to be on the most doing most of the sessions, and I would take five minutes of his time and you know do a mom's blessing or something. But we got the the schedule, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do all these sessions and a workshop for the girls every day. And I was really shocked because Todd had told me the history of the camp. I kind of was expecting, okay, we'll come in low and we'll we'll give mama and daddy blessings and all of that and listen to lots you know probably lots of yelling throughout the day but um I looked at my session and it says empowering the girl child to overcome so I got all the girls every day and we got to speak life into them and um and then one of my sessions says how to uh how to be restored after abuse, which I, they, I didn't think they normally even talked about pain and abuse. So I was like, what? I don't know who made up the schedule, but I was really glad. So I got to share my testimony, and um, Zach shared, too, his testimony, which I'm sure he'll, he'll mention. But um, because of that, I, the last day of the camp, I had a line of girls um, sharing about the abuse they had gone through, um, or maybe they're currently going through, um, some of their physical ailments, some of their really bad relationships, and um, it was an extreme honor to get to love them and be with them, and by the end of, of the day when we left, my skirt was drenched with tears, and I could pretty much wring it out because every girl would put their head in my lap and it was challenge. It was hard, but it was such an honor to get to, you know, when someone shares something that they've never shared, they've never even spoken the words, I was abused, you feel very honored that you get to be in that sacred place with them. So lots of healing took place. Um, lots of girls that I'm still connected with now through Facebook, which I don't love Facebook, but I love that I can connect with them through there because they, they have it in Uganda. Um, and most of these girls don't have dads. Their dads passed away or they're gone and they don't really have, they, some of them don't even have a mom. The moms they do have, they're pretty frightened of. Um, so it, it, was, it was really good. And uh, Zach and Sierra both helped me a lot with the girls' workshop. And we got to look in those little girls' faces and say, you have so much worth, you have so much value. And the 
past one of the pastors of the camp let us know that a lot of those kids are being abused right now and so coming to camp is is a refuge for them because they get to have a meal they have a bed to sleep in and they get we brought jump ropes they got to be kids and play so it's hard you know to know that you know i'm saying over them you have value you have worth and know that they're going home to maybe a really horrible situation and what do you do with that other than just say okay god this is my part right here let me stay present with these girls and and know that the value in life we're speaking into them is going to shift things and change things um I'll share also, Zach and I um, did some call-out prayer time for the girls because we got a, a lot of you guys gave us words about uh, there would be emotional healing, and then after that there would be physical healing, which I'm going to be the first to admit with physical healing. Sometimes I don't feel confident because I feel like every time I pray for physical healing, I don't see anything happen. But um, anyway, it's not me. It's God. So it was really neat. We did some of that, and uh, we called out for some girls that maybe had HIV. And like Todd said, there's so much shame, so they would never raise their hand in front of everyone. But there were several girls that got on their face when we made that call, and they were sobbing. And the one of the pastors let us know that there was definitely some healing happening for a lot of the, the girls. Um, and then... I'll mention one more thing and then pass it on because we need to call Russ up. Okay. Um, this this one little boy during my session, God just really highlighted um, him to me. So I, I had him stand up and um, he was probably, they have, even though it's a teen camp, they're probably 10 years old up to 23. So this little boy, I, I called him up and I, I told him, you are going to slay giants. You are going to do great things young man, and um, he's just so tiny and adorable and looking up at me like, really? And everyone, in, you could hear people in the camp saying, yeah. And so late, later on, he didn't have any shoes. And so then one of the kids that had nothing um, gave some shillings for him to buy some new shoes because we said, you got to have shoes if you're going to slay giants. Um, so it was neat to see the other kids and how they really want to bless the younger ones. And then one of the leaders let me know that he is extremely sick, this little boy, and he's the least likely to do great things, you know. So I thought, I, I want to encourage you guys. I don't want to come up here and only tell stories, but to tell you that, that whatever you're going through, your challenge, I, I want to encourage you. You're going to get so much breakthrough. If you feel like you're the least likely, if you feel like, you know, me, really, uh, I want to say yes. Yes, you, each one of you. Um, and I bless you to go slay giants in whatever area God's called you to. So thank you again for your support. We, we're extremely grateful. It, I, yeah, so here's Zach. Here's me. Um, yeah, I just wanted to go off of what she was saying um, just now. You know, it's it's really true. A lot of the kids in Uganda and in, you know, probably most parts of Africa, they have some of the craziest stories of things they've been through and the things they've had to overcome. And uh, one of one of the people we know there, he's had this, he has this just this insane story of how he found God and just the journey of that. And he's, what is he, 20, 
like 28 and he is running his own business for kids there and um, is totally making an impact on his community. And, you know, he's, the, the, I mean, you hear a story and you think there's no, you know, there's no way that this is the same guy who's staying in front of me. But I'm telling you, God is great and he really does, you know, take you when you just release it all to him, you know. He's really, you know, even in the craziest of stories, God is still there for you. You know, he's still fighting for you. And really, some of the times the people with the craziest stories, they have the most impact. You know, the people with the most brokenness, you know, they have the most leadership, you know. So I really want to encourage you guys. If you guys have dreams out there, if you guys have anything that, you know, you want to pursue, I tell you, pursue it because you are going to change it. You know, the things that the enemy has taken from us, the things that he has broken us in are going to be the areas where we have victory, you know. So that's that's really something I, I really take when I come out of Africa, when I come out of Uganda and seeing these people, what they have to go through um, and what they have gone through and just to be how strong and how on fire for God they are. It's, it's, it's encouraging. It's really encouraging for us. You know, we go there to give, but we come back with so much. I'm telling you, we come back with so much from going there. Those people are such a blessing, such a light, such a joy to be around. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to share a little bit about, um, I know last week I shared some, but, um, now I've had time to process and tell you guys more of what happened. And, um, yeah, it was, it was incredible just from the get go from us, you know, getting on a plane and one of us not knowing if he's going to be able to get into the country or not. And, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, it was totally God and there was no reason to worry. And, um, we had adventures on the flight there for sure. And, um, um, and just getting to be there was amazing and just getting to, um, see what God had. There was encounters along the way. I think one of the first days we were there, we got to meet a guy who was pretty much dead for six months and, um, just randomly ran into him. He took him to lunch, hung out with him, heard his incredible story of how, God uh, brought him back. He was in a coma for six months while he was in school. He was going to school, and he just went and fell sick, was in a coma for six months. Then um, people were praying for him, praying for him, praying for him, and all of a sudden one day he just wakes up, and he had to go through a lot of physical therapy to even get his walking back. Now, but now he's married to a beautiful woman and has a kid, and he wants to be able to run and jump again, so we were praying for him and totally felt like God was healing and giving him the ability to run and jump again. I mean, just that was like the first day, so it was just awesome from the get-go. And um, But again, the camp was really what we were, what we were going to be there the most for, and I think my favorite part was getting to hang out with the kids a whole lot more, getting to build relationships with a lot of those kids. Um, man, I just wish I was there with them right now again. They the joy they have they're super funny and they're just um, so honest even about things you don't want them to be honest about like like telling you you're bad at sports or things like that and you know I didn't know what I was doing and uh, yeah these kids man they are so wonderful such such beautiful lights and it was great this year and such a blessing to be able to go and. 
um, you know, just see the complete change that had happened from last year. Just, I mean, just completely change. Um, just things that we got to pour into these kids. And uh, like she said, I got to share my testimony up there, which is really powerful. I think that's probably the most people I've ever shared my testimony with. Um, and, you know, I was just, I, it wasn't me going, I'm going to share my testimony. It was totally from the moment we landed in Africa, God was just telling me, hey, you, you need to share this, you need to share this, you need to share this. So it was totally him, the outcome that came from it. And uh, she was telling me, I, I got notes from Todd and from her, and a girl even messaged me when I came back to the States that um, because of the because of what I shared, because of my vulnerability, um, they were able just to have so much breakthrough in their lives, which for me brought breakthrough, being able to know that my story got to touch someone's life and got to help someone out there. So that was just incredible and just totally God. Um, we got to see some cool healings of people. We were praying for people with headaches. This one guy came up to me, I was praying for him, and his head was super hot, and I started praying for him, praying for him, and the moment... When I was done praying, his head was completely cold, and he was just like, it was awesome. God totally healed him of a, he had a migraine and everything, so it's totally God awesomeness, and um, yeah, and on the last day, a lot of you guys know, you guys got to hear the cool story, and some of you guys got to pray for me, because I got malaria on the last day, and so, um, you know, I'm trying to leave um, a foreign country with malaria. It was really bad. I was... Yeah, I was, it was 3 in the morning to 6 in the morning, just nonstop, um, and it was just, it was just one of those moments where you just, um, I was reminded of something Bill Johnson said in those moments where he was just talking about, um, watching his dad die and just getting to thank God in those moments. So I was sitting there in the bathroom thanking Jesus, and, uh, I was like, get me out of here, I want to go home, um, <laughs> But no, it was, thank you guys so much for your prayers. That was such a testament to God too. And just totally gave me so much more faith in him, just that he brought me through that. And um, he is just so awesome. Just, I mean, I was able to get in a car and drive three hours and then get on a plane and go six hours after that. And I just had this huge sickness. And then we went to Amsterdam, and we had a whole day there, and I was still able to do everything else everyone else did. So it was total, totally God. So, and I'm here, and I'm alive, and I have no more malaria. So that's even better. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you all for your support and prayers and yeah, God is definitely moving in Uganda, and he was definitely showing up. And, um, yeah, I wanted to share about the baby's home. So we were expecting to go to an orphanage with kids that were, like, seven, eight years old. And we're like, okay, oh, it's cute that they're calling a baby's home. Like, oh, that's a cute name for it. But they were actually babies <laughs> when we went. And I think the oldest one was probably two and a half or three years old. And um, so we're like, okay, and... Yeah, babies are definitely my heart. <laughs> I love kids so much. But, um, yeah, just we changed their diapers. We fed them. We played with them. And something that I thought was really cool about that was that the kids just trusted us so quickly. And there were kids the day before who were a little bit afraid of us because we're white people. 
Mzungus. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I hope these kids aren't afraid of us because <laughs> it's different, you know. <laughs> but, but they just so easily trusted us and the women there are amazing who take care of them because these kids have never had parents before and and these women are being parents to them and being mothers to them and just the people there are so amazing and they're just so faithful to what they do and at the camp I they were they kept telling the kids oh you can learn a lot from these from these preachers these teachers from America and like telling them how valuable what we're saying is and how they can learn from us and everything but I learned a lot from them they're they're really incredible they really know how to love people really well and appreciate things even when they have nothing like this one girl I connected with this one girl one day and she sent me a note during the message and had this the most beautiful art. And then one day she gave me a lollipop and I was like, oh, that's sweet. And then the next day she was like, I'm going to bring you a bag that I bought. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> like she, And she has nothing and she still gives me a bag and really loves well. And I got to pray for her one of the days for when she came up for the self-hatred call-out ministry and and she started crying and telling me some of her story and yeah it was it was really incredible after the day after we did the call-out ministry and in some of the workshops the last day of the camp the kids just opened up a lot and they just came to us sharing their stories and sharing what they need prayer for and it was just really cool to see them actually be vulnerable and unashamed about what's going on in their life and coming to us and trusting us. And, yeah, thank you so much for your support. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, giving us a snapshot. Even without the pictures, we had... I, no, it was it was great to just get a get a get a picture of what it felt like and isn't it wonderful? God shows up everywhere if we're willing to be vessels available to him. Thank you guys for loving so well.